episode of Chasing 1969, a New York Jets podcast. Today is Thursday, October 26th. We've got the Battle of New Jersey headed up this Sunday. Got some uh, slow news week with the bye. A little bit of a short pod probably coming our way, but we'll talk about some injury updates, some news from the bye and get this Jets-Giants game previewed and ready to go. Before we get to all that, before I bring in Teddy, make sure to follow us on all of our socials at NYJ underscore Chasing69. Young Theodore is at Teddy Huncho. I am at Spring Blake. Teddy, how was your bye week? Was it nice not sitting there stressing over a a Jets game uh, for the first time in in a good two months almost? Yeah, you know, I I wouldn't say it was nice. It was fine, but... I definitely got that, you know, you're watching all the games and and you just kind of have that feeling of like, oh, I'm waiting for the Jets game. And then it's like, oh, I have to wait a whole nother seven days, you know. So, yeah, definitely never been a big fan of the bye week, but I'm happy that it's over. We got through it. Um, you know, the Bills lost, the Dolphins lost, both W's for the Jets, mm-hmm. um, you know, potentially really putting us in the mix for that um, division or, you know, especially wildcard spot at least. So. That was good to see. I got to root for those things because I would always be the guy who wouldn't really like root for those. Not that my rooting interest matters, but right. Um, you know, then it does come back to bite you in the ass at the end of the season. So good to see those, you know. Um, but yeah, it was good. I missed the Jets and I'm excited, you know, for this upcoming game against the Giants. So yeah, definitely I think ready it- to get back into it. See our boys playing again. Oh, of course. And I think what you just started off on is actually a good place for us to section off before we talk some Jets updates and then the game against the Giants uh, playoffs. We've got we've yeah. got a big mix here um, for the wild card. And obviously the goal is to win the division. Currently, Miami <laughs> sitting at the two seed five and two, albeit they did just come off a loss uh, this past week against the Eagles. The Bills have also beaten them. So there's definitely a not fraud alert because I think they're a very good team, but when they've gone up against the better teams on their schedule is where they've struggled the most, one would say. So they're sitting there as the two seed. And then, you know, you take a look at these three wild card spots and what's below. You know, right now the Steelers and the Browns taking up two of those wild card spots at four and two. Uh, the Bills taking the seven seed currently at four and three after their loss to the New England Patriots. And then you've got this big bubble here, a bunch of teams sitting at, you know, three and three, a couple of three and fours as well, too. The Texans would currently be the first team on the bubble, uh, the way that the tiebreakers and all that work. So Texans three and three sitting there as the eight seed. The Jets hold nine technically at three and three and the Bengals just behind um, in that 10th spot as well, too. And I'm just going to give a shout out because we got robbed. We should be four and three and sitting uh, kind of with Buffalo around that eight seed. The Colts got robbed by the Browns this past week, uh, <laughs> admittedly robbed, which is crazy that Jim Irsay just decided to go out there and spill, you know, the NFL officiating that you're not supposed to do. Did you see this? Yes. Yes. They, we, they came out and said they were wrong. Right. Right. But you're supposed which to just keep to the that Jets in, about a hundred billion times. In the but you're supposed to keep that internal. You're not supposed to go out there and say yeah. it when the refs come to you and Ursa just like tweeted it out next to the Anthony Richardson successful surgery. Yeah. So the Colts sitting there at three and four two competitive team. Um, I'll just say keep an eye on, you know, floating around this area, too, because they've gotten through the toughest part of their schedule. Um very much so at this point. So that's we're not here to talk Colts. I just had to put that in there for a few seconds. <laughs> but the big topic of conversation being the Jets are sitting at three and three and you're sitting there and you're saying there are 10 teams. And specifically, if you're fighting for a wild card, there's five teams right now that you are looking at and saying, OK, you know, we want to be a, above 500, but even more so, you got to be looking at 
not just nine and eight right now. Cause that's, you know, that's no guarantee 10 and seven could also be a wash if a lot of these AFC North teams get kicking up too. So take me through your mindset, especially as we get into this stretch of easier opponents, the right. importance of getting through these without any bad losses um, and, and being able to keep flow in this wildcard race. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, we're three and three. We're through week seven now in the NFL. It maybe feels a little early to be talking playoffs, but it's important to real like like at the end of the day, you know, if we want to go ten and seven, that's only four more losses that we're able to have throughout this schedule. You know, so um, really turning it on here after the bye and and not letting things slip away is going to be mega important. Um, you know, the bills loss is obviously huge and our win over them is huge because we are, you know, we have the tiebreaker with them. So we're essentially half a game back. We played one less game. Um, but as of where we stand now, if we have the same record as them, we would get the nod, which is, you know, important. And hopefully we can beat them again a couple weeks down the line. Um, but you know, we're three and three, we're feeling good, you know, uh, a lot of talk about, Hey, even if Aaron Rodgers was on this team, we'd probably be pretty happy with three and three. Um, but this, you know, the jets, we really got to take advantage and not let this, you know, slip away. Because again, if we want to be able to be one of these playoff teams, get to 10 wins, at least potentially more, you, you can't let these games slip away. You know, like you can't, you have to beat the teams that you need to beat. You have to show up week in, week out. Um, you know, and I think this giants, game is an awesome opportunity i can't tell you how many times it feels like the jets like desperately need a win you know to get us back on track or something and then it's like okay well we got the bills or the chiefs or like some great team you know like um we should be able to go in and dominate the giants we'll obviously get into that later but um i don't know it's exciting to start thinking about the playoffs but it's it you know and we all feel very good about this jets team but it's still like there is so much work to be done. You know what I mean? Like you look at this as of right now, we're two teams out of the playoffs, you know, and you you have all these other teams sitting around three and three, three and four, you know, the Raiders, the Colts, the Bengals, the Texans, the Bills, Browns, Steelers, like all these teams are going to be vying for that spot. Um, yeah. So, you know, fun to think about it, but the long road ahead of us. Yeah, of course. And even some of the teams coming up on the schedule, I mean, I, you know, the Raiders at three and four, I fear more the Chargers at two and four than Vegas, but we've got both of them coming up on the schedule. Um, not a, there's not, it, we don't want to say must win games at this part of the season, but my big focus would be can't lose games. And we talk about Giants later at the end of this episode. To me, this is one where if, if the Jets do lose to the Giants, that is going to be one of the, we're going to be sitting there at the end of the season and just being like, that game really fucked right. us up when it came to either seeding or making or missing the playoffs in total. So um, again, we keep bringing it up. We'll preview that one at the end there too. You know, you take a look at teams around there. It's such a big mix. You know, the Cincinnati, I would expect them to continue to, to go yeah. upward. The Texans, uh, you know, they're a great story right now with CJ Stroud. Will they stay up there? Will they not Only you know, what time will have to tell, but every team above, in this we we knew the AFC was loaded and and I had a strong feeling about the AFC North as well too. So to see the Browns and Steelers there at four and two, even though how gross they've looked at sometimes, look they're still good teams and and the, both have great defenses and have been getting enough done offensively. So it's 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 going to be a very important stretch here this next month because you got through the def, you know the defending Super Bowl champs, the runner ups. 
you lose to the Cowboys, you got the Bills win already on the schedule. This next month where you're taking a look and it's the Giants, the Chargers, the Raiders, and then the Bills again, very important stretch as, as far as not jumping yourself up into a guaranteed playoff spot, but not completely getting yourself out of a playoff situation. Yeah. And, you know, the last thing I just want to point out um, and kind of just say before we jump into these injuries and this upcoming Giants game, um, you know, what the Jets have shown us being three and three right here through seven weeks, you know, like with a win over Philadelphia, with a close one against Kansas City, with a win over Buffalo, like this team can hang with anyone, you know, and mm -hmm. I think I probably said it last week. Yeah. Um, but the you know the idea that like oh well you know we're pretty good but we're playing the eagles this week and you know they're pretty solid so it probably won't be like like that was just tossed out the window right because we were able to show up we were able to say hey our defense is really that good we can right. hang with anybody um and i think that was really exciting to see you know going into the bye week off a win against the eagles who i personally think are you know top two top one team in the nfl currently mm -hmm. um them and the chiefs like <laughs> it just has completely opened my mind up to all the possibilities of how good this jet scheme can be you know obviously we know defensively and if they can just continue to kind of do what they need to on offense um so yeah i mean <laughs> this upcoming game against the giants it, obviously not a not a must win but this giants team has not performed well this season you know and and we should be able to go in and dominate them yeah. um so yeah keep your mind or i guess <laughs> keep your eyes on all these other aft teams because we're still a long way from the playoffs but you know the the pathway is certainly there for us yeah and i think even in the early parts of the season you were looking at these teams especially without aaron Rodgers, and you're saying okay well the eagles are good both offensively and defensively the the chiefs are both good offensively and defensively the cowboys good on both sides as well too so you could give the defense a, a little bit of slack as you know dallas putting up a certain amount of points or the chiefs getting to 23 this stretch one way or the other, there is at least one side of the football that these teams really struggle on. Nothing scares me with the Chargers defense right now. Nothing scares me really with either side of the Giants. And again, I just don't want it seems like we're almost mixing up our Giants preview in here, but they're not they're probably the the worst team on the Jets schedule this year. Um, the Raiders, both sides, nothing really intimidates you. So it's it's the fact that while we still understand the Jets are not this perfect team, these are a few weeks here to really, you know, get this defense to really tighten up against, you know, we can't have the Giants putting up 24 or the Raiders putting up 24 strong defensive showings. And hopefully we continue to see that gradual improvement offensively that we've seen. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, talking about that defense as well, too. Hopefully, as we get toward the Giants, they'll be a little bit healthier on the back end. Um, you know, DJ Reed, Sauce Gardner, even Brandon Eccles. Um, is Eccles concussion as well, too? That's a or good is he question. Something else? I believe I saw that. I believe he's concussion. Our apologies. Yeah. Dead air. Dead air. <laughs> yeah yeah uh he's concussion protocol as well too so all three of them three corners for the jets are still in the protocol um however dj reed sauce gardner uh both full participants in practice uh today so 
hopefully i am so unbelievably confused um (laughs) with what's happening with these concussions i mean dj reed was seemingly close and and, you know we know salah maybe salah was over exaggerating how close but he was seemingly close before the eagles game and um or excuse me maybe even the game before i'm getting mixed up um but seemingly close didn't end up playing and now is still out three weeks later. Sauce Gardner, you know, comes out a few t- days before the Eagles game that he's sick. Then we find out it's a concussion. He's not going to play. Um, and the fact that, you know, we have this bye week, it feels like concussions are usually, you know, one to two week thing. Um, so it's just a little weird. Obviously, we've seen concussions last a little bit longer. Um, but the fact that they're both out there as full participants you know, that would obviously point to, hey, these guys can play. But you keep hearing Salah say, you know, they just got to clear that final hurdle, just got to clear that final hurdle. Hand up. I don't know what that final hurdle is. I don't know if it's just, you know, the online concussion test that we took before we had to play (laughs) sports and things like that, you know, in high school. But um, yeah, it's weird. Obviously, you know, our boys that we shouted out um, showed up off the practice squad last week and we were able to still kind of look good defensively, but you know, sauce Gardner is one of the best um, corners in the league. And so is DJ Reed. So, you know, obviously having them as huge, hopefully we continue to see good signs, but I'm just very confused how they're not yet clearing that final hurdle. Yeah. I should specify too. Eccles had concussion stuff earlier, but he's most recently been dealing with a hamstring injury, but he is also a full participant in practice today. So, Whatever that means, full participant slash not cleared to play. Hopefully as we, you know, maybe if you guys are listening this Thursday afternoon, we have even more of an update than we do when we're recording right now. But seems as though come Sunday, they'll be a little bit healthier on the back end. Um, Only, you know, you're taking a look through the injury report that came out today as well, too. Nothing crazy stands out. You know, you got Makai limited with a knee, probably just taking things easy for himself. Cobb is just an old man, so they're they're yep. just gonna give him Wednesday Wednesdays practice. off. Yep. Um, but the big one that I think is also worth noting is uh Joe Tipman, who has stepped in on the interior offensive line and done so in a very strong way the last few weeks. Uh was a DNP with a quad injury. Um Sala says he's a quick healer. I hope that means something good. He's always so funny when it comes to these injury reports. And I get there's uh, there's a level of you know, there's a, a chess type way where you don't want to be really giving your hand as to what you're going to be doing. You know, you got to play a little bit of a poker face during the week, but I want to know what's going on. (laughs) Also, it's like, does it really help you that much? If like the giants think Wes Schweitzer is going to be starting a guard instead of Joe Tipman, like, is that going to change their meetings or their, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's just been funny to see on Twitter. Every time Salah says something positive about, you know, an injured Jets player, everyone just kind of is like, all right, he's probably dead then because based yep. <laughs> on how Salah says things, um, he's always saying that they're okay and then they end up being more hurt. Um, so we'll see. Tipman, I mean, has been awesome. Um, so seeing him come out of that game a couple weeks ago was definitely not what you, we were hoping for. Um, but yeah, we will see. Our line has held up and been a um pleasant surprise these past couple of weeks the last thing i want to see is something similar to when avt went out last year or things like that where you know our line play just really diminishes because of injuries 
Um, so, you know, keep your fingers crossed for, uh, for Tittman. Yeah. And this can kind of transition into our preview for the, the giants game as well, too. Yeah. I I'm double checking this right now because I just simply can't believe it. You have on here that the giant, the jets are three point favorites against the giants and it's Indeed. not a road game. They're in the same stadium. This is baffling to me. You think so? I truly think so. I think the Giants are among one of the worst teams in football this year, um, especially defensively. I will say, crazy enough, and maybe it's just because Saquon has been back, but with Tyrod in at quarterback, they just feel more mature offensively and at least are able to you know, sustain longer drives or not make these crazy turnovers. And Tyrod's been a little bit better at evading pressure. But to me... When I take a look at this game plan, the trenches tell me all I need to know about how I think, you know, one team should fare against the other. The Giants have one of the worst offensive lines I think we've seen, not exaggerating, maybe in the last decade. I mean, they pulled out, uh, what's his name, off the streets. And you saw it on Sunday Night Football against the Bills when he announced his name. He's a Syracuse guy, Teddy. Help me out here. Justin Pugh. Uh, he came out. And literally when they were introducing him as the starting guard for that game, you know how they say high school or college, right. he goes fresh off the streets. He was not playing. And I always immediate... love that they can actually just say whatever they want during those. And in, oh, it's the best. And then in <laughs> five days was starting out that offensive line. And then, oh, their left tackle went down in that game and he had to just go out to left tackle. A guy that they just hadn't been playing. Um, this is a disastrous offensive line. And when I think of what is the Jets' strength, I think of that front four and that really that front 10 because they go so deep. I just, especially if the corners get healthy, I just don't see a way in which the Giants are moving the football up and down the field on the Jets. And maybe it's one of those where we've seen it a bunch this season where they're moving between the 20s and just not turning the ball over. But once you get in that red zone, I just don't think that they have the dudes to create any push there, especially in the run game. They've got you know, skill players, Darren Waller has had, you know, outside of touchdowns, a pretty strong season. Saquon, when he's healthy, has looked good. But am I wrong? Because I I just don't see any real, I don't, I don't fear the Giants offense right now against this defense. Yeah, I know. I don't disagree with any of your points. I mean, looking at the spread specifically, I think that it's not that surprising. It's hard to have the Jets be favored. Um just with history, the way that it's been. And, um, you know, when it's it, it's obviously not a divisional game, but it is like a rivalry, you know, two teams in their stadium that they share. I do think it could be one of those games where things kind of hang around. But, you know, with that being said, I totally am expecting the Jets to win by more than three, and they should. Um, you know, and I'm happy you started – with the Giants offense and the Jets defense, because, you know, truly, I, I, I do not think that the Giants should score a touchdown. Uh, I would not be surprised if we shut them out or held them to three or six points. Um, you know, everything that you said about this Giants offense is true. They have just been terrible. Their line play specifically, you know, and we have this defensive line that is feared that is one of the better defensive lines in the league. I mean, we should be able to get to Tyrod or Daniel Jones or whoever's playing quarterback all day long and really just, um, you know, make make that quarterback uncomfortable back there. You look at what the Giants have been able to do 
um, you know, offensive, like last week was their, their first offensive touchdown at home. You know, they scored 14 points last week in a win. They scored nine the week before against Buffalo, 16 against Miami, three against Seattle, 12 against um, San Francisco. They had the one good game against the Cardinals where they scored 31 um, in the second half and then zero week one against the Cowboys. Like this offense has been the worst in football. It's been what we have gotten used to seeing the Jets over the past couple of years. I mean, they have been terrible. They haven't been able to move the ball effectively. Um, and truly, we should dominate this team. And, like, our defense should not allow them to score a touchdown. They should not score more than six points in this game. That is truly what I think. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. I'm still just – I'm looking through their numbers this season, and I'm just trying to figure out why the line is where it is. And And, you know – we don't need to flip over immediately, but they've got one of the worst rush defenses in the NFL. Only Denver has been worse. And we saw how we were able to move the ball on Denver. Um, you know, Deontay banks. Did you see him talking some smack yeah. this week? Yes. Can't name a single Let's player talk about on their this. offense. <clears throat> yeah. So Deontay banks, rookie out of Maryland, rookie, uh, cornerback. Correct. Yep. Um, for the Giants says this week that he he couldn't name a player on the Jets offense, which, you know, it's just one of those things where it's like, OK, maybe that would kind of make sense that you're not paying attention. But I mean, you haven't been scouting all week. You don't know, you know, what's going around in the league. Also, there's the clip of him, you know, in the draft process where they ask him, you know, during his interviews, who's the best wide receiver that you faced in your college career? And without hesitation, this guy says Garrett Wilson, you know, Ohio State stud receiver. Who, like... What team is he on again? Oh, yeah, the Jets. Oh, I'm the Jets. Jersey right now. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the, the thing with this Giants team, and we can, you know, move over and focus on the Jets offense, but they have truly been just a bottom, you know, three team in the NFL this year, really, like or bottom five team in the NFL this year. They've not looked good. Um, and obviously, you know, they get the win last week against the Commanders and just an ugly, ugly game, only put up 14. Cool. They play close with the Bills, you know, in a weird game, but Bills are coming off the London. They still only score nine points. You know, there's absolutely no reason the Jets shouldn't be able to dominate this game. The 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 Giants just haven't shown that they're that great of a team, and they're also going to be trotting out there um backup quarterback most likely and they're also you know having troubles with their offensive line so i totally agree with you we should dominate them um and looking at this game from the jets offense's perspective um i would say the giants defense is probably stronger than their offense right like you'd be a little bit more worried as well as our offense is is not you know anything to write home about but it does kind of feel like, you know, this could be kind of one of those, like, let's see if we can get some mojo coming game. You know what I mean? Like, let's see Zach Wilson. You know, we, we I think we talked about this in one of our earlier games where we wanted to see Zach Wilson step up. But it was, was kind of like, Denver is he game. really going to throw three touchdowns, you know, against some of these defense that we're playing and throw for over 300 yards? I mean, maybe this is the week that we finally see it kind of all come together for him, because I, I, I don't think. I think it makes sense 
that, you know, this would kind of be his easiest test so far. All of this confidence I'm exuding is making me actually extremely worried that I'm jinxing yeah. us. <laughs> I, I I think I would say Denver is a little bit easier defensively as far as a matchup, but I, I mean, I don't know. Look, it, uh, take out a few games here, you know, take out, you know, the Cardinals built this big first half lead on them, giant storm all the way back. So let's not look at that game. The 49ers blow them out. The 49ers just basically have blown everybody out up until the last two weeks. Um, but, you know, for the, the last three weeks, their defense has, kind of tightened up and by tighten right. up i mean two of throws two picks in that game they still put up 31 points the bills you know crazy game josh 19 of 30 can't get over 170 yards throws <clears> a pick <throat> as well too and washington is just a very bad offense uh sam howell 22 of 42 for 250 with a pick so i'm not saying that they're world beaters they are playing slightly better but at the same time you're yeah, very right respect they are terrible at defending the run and the jets want to run the football and look banks is a good corner. They've got good players on defense. Um, Kayvon Thibodeau, really nice edge rusher. So they do have players, but I'm with you. The jets should yeah. be able to really move the ball and coming off of a buy, have a really good game plan. Hey, let's make this the game where the red zone really clicks for us. Let's have a great, you know, set of plays. Once we get inside that 20, um, you know, I, I think if they want to resort to man on man football and just pound this rock, I think it'll play out perfectly fine for the, yeah, Jets. I was just, um, I think like kind of the one deterrent to it being that, you know, Zach Wilson jets, passing offense game is we might just go in and say, Hey, we want to run the ball and we might succeed at that early. And it might just be one of those games where it's like, Hey, we don't really need much else, which yeah. is fine by me. You know, if that's how we're going to get our wins, go for it. Um, but I guess, you know, let's, let's think about the jets game plan a little bit here offensively um, because we have definitely seen over the past um couple weeks you know early in the season we were very very heavy run you know heavy 12 13 personnel and um weren't very balanced and then the past couple weeks you know we really did see these past three games you know with philly and denver we saw that willingness to throw it on first down we saw that willingness to run some more empty sets with zach wilson just alone in the backfield um, a lot of three tight end sets to counter that, that we're still passing out of. I mean, when you think about how the jets are going to attack this team, does anything come to your mind in that regard? You know, do you think that we are going to really just rely on the, the run game and try to make that our focal point? Or do you see kind of us trying to exploit the pass early, you know, try to get ahead? Um, I guess, what are your thoughts there? Yeah, I think it just seems like the easiest way to get out with a win. You know, yeah. in in a situation like this, the last thing they could ask for is to have Zach, you know, and, and we want to give him his flowers in a way he has performed so much better these last weeks. It's been the best stretch of his career. That's not it's not crazy to say that. But at the same time, one three pick game, all right. of a sudden the Giants are up in the fourth quarter and we're sitting here thinking, like, how the fuck did we get in this scenario? So I think I think if you're just playing the game by game situation yes we would love to see this be the zach wilson 300 yard three touchdown game they just don't need that to happen they they that's not how they can they, they can get out of new york with a win or get stay in new york with a win yeah. 
by just running the football, playing smart football, you know, execute in the red zone. I think that would maybe be the one thing I'd want to see just against a defense that we don't think is all that talented, maybe really, you know, put some shine up in there, maybe get some, you know, a cool, I don't know, just a maybe like a rollout five yard touchdown pass. Something, yeah, I mean, something that's to something just be like, they, for sure. just execute in the red zone. But no, I don't think they need to come out and get off to this giant lead and then be like, oh, well, now the Giants need to pass the football. I think this could be one of those games where you just control the time of possession, understand that your defense is not going to let the Giants do much at all and uh, and protect the football and get out of this game with a with an easy enough win. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. What? Um, uh, w- go ahead. Well, I may have forgotten what I was going to say. So maybe <laughs> you go ahead. <laughs> I was just going to ask you, uh, say, say that a loss happens here. Where do you go from that? Cause it will be tough to come off of these last three weeks where the yeah. defense, has, where the team has looked a lot better. And then we take a look at this giants and we just talked about the importance of this stretch a loss to the Giants does what to you? Yeah, it'll it'll hurt pretty bad. Um, we're in like a, a an interesting spot with the Jets um, because you know we're three and three. It, it's not like we have you know gone out and and have people being like, "Wow, the Jets are the best team in the NFL." You know, mm-hmm. like that's not how we played, and and you know that's fine. Um, I don't expect that type of respect, but we are kind of in this world of like we've shown that we can't like our defense can obviously play with anyone, which we knew, but now it's been confirmed again. You know, we know that this defense can really shut any team in the NFL down despite how effective your offense is. Um, And then you look offensively and you think about how close we felt, you know, you know, we're, we're one for nine on scoring touchdowns in the red zone in the past two weeks. And we still have been able to win those games. Um, and Zach Wilson isn't turning the ball over and he's actually playing pretty well and he's getting rid of the ball and throwing decently accurately. Um, so all these things have kind of been looking up for the jets where my overall kind of confidence is pretty high. You know, I'm kind of at a similar point now where it feels like we were last year when we were at like five and two, you know, where it feels kind of, you know, do I think the jets are the best team in the league? No, but do I think that they can hang around with anyone and continue to improve and maybe get this offense to just keep playing average and be one of those teams that's able to just, you know, roll into the playoffs, you know, like I I don't think that's out of the question at all. Um, But it's games like this that kind of really define that. And, and, you know, as we talked about earlier, we're, we're going on this stretch where seemingly, and you, everyone knows I'm, I'm not into the schedule game, you know, any given Sunday, you can lose to any team. Um, but we're in this part of the schedule where it's like, this is where we really need to start stacking wins. You know, if we want to get to that 10 win mark. And like you said, this giants team is probably the worst, if not the second worst behind the Raiders team on our schedule. So and just one of the worst teams in the league. So if the Jets go out and lose this game, that respect that we've gained from playing the Chiefs close, from being able to handle the Broncos pretty easily, from beating the Eagles, that instantly goes away again, you know, and you're having the talking heads, you know, making fun of the Jets again. Oh, they're the same old Jets. Yeah, they can show up sometimes, but they can't get Mm -hmm. it done. You know, like, it will reframe my thinking of this team not 
completely because I my my thinking is really kind of like we could win basically any game, but we could still, you know, blow it any game. Yeah. Um, but to me, like you always want to dominate the bad teams, right? That's the biggest sign of a good team is being able to dominate the bad teams. Um, so if we come out of here with a loss, I mean, it just, I'm not thinking playoffs the same way I am at this moment right now. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely not. Especially how we just spent the first 10 minutes of this podcast talking about how tough it's going to be to get in there, even right. at 10 and seven in some chances. Um, yeah. The last thing we need is to have Tiki Barber on the call just yeah. like just we're sitting there in the fourth quarter, and he's like how about these jets you know three great weeks of of you know complimentary football and they lay a stinker out here to the new york giants and it's just yeah. not what we want right now that 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 tiki barber certainly is one to throw out a bunch of takes uh especially i've started to notice this football season he's a little yeah tiki barber sucks. Going i hate him <laughs> he was my first ever uh favorite football player yeah i had a poster of him on my wall him and him yeah. and ronde I I got it out of a sports illustrated for kids. He was actually the first time I ever cried over sports. That's Um, good. Why? Because I didn't, because I didn't understand that just like careers end and and the giants lost in the postseason. And it was, he had already said it was his last season. And I just, I cried. I was maybe like, I don't know, seven, but I was just so upset because I was like, he's not going to get a Super Bowl (laughs) championship. Damn. That stinks for him. Yeah. And look at him now. He's just a, a talking head and a crazy one. Yeah, he back. just see. I mean, he's talked shit on Zach. He, which you oh, know, yeah. which we all have. <laughs> I guess we have. We well. all. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it, that's one of those things. Like you love when, when it's like a a form. Someone's calling the game, and it's a former player of that team. I mean, Mark just did it, but he played for both the the Eagles and the Jets, so it was a little different. But like, they always kind of have that sweet spot for their team, yeah. and then when their team isn't playing well, it's like. Yeah, well, you know, they really need to do this and this and this. And hopefully yeah. we could see, you know, and it's always kind of fun when it's just when it's your team beating up on that guy's team. Makes um, it a lot easier to commentate. But yeah, I mean, again, like just this Giants game, we should dominate it. it that's what we should expect. Our, our roster is better. Our team has been playing better. Our defense is better. We have more playmakers. Um, I mean, even without our cornerbacks, like their pass catchers don't worry you insanely you know they have Jalen Hyatt who <laughs> who um is the rookie they yeah. have Darius Slay and Wondell Robinson. Robinson yeah who are they fine got- players it's not like they're bad yeah. but like they don't have a Garrett Wilson they don't have you know no. um a Jamar Chase or anything like they're, that you know they obviously have Saquon Barkley their two but- best playmakers are a tight end and a running back yeah that's that's, yeah, that's so- what it is at the end of the day yeah. I I was I, I almost I was going to ask this to see if you agree, but I'm just going to come out there and say it and see if you echo these thoughts. I'm more worried of the Giants with Tyrod in at quarterback as opposed to Daniel Jones. Your thoughts? Yeah, I was thinking about this before we started, to be honest with you, because I I have Daniel Jones does something for me. Like when I watch yeah. him play and I know like in a lot of times you watch him play and he looks really bad, right? Like most of this season, he hasn't looked fantastic. Uh, but then you see those plays where he breaks a long one and he's running. Like I always have called him like the white Lamar, you know, like he, he, he seems yeah. like he has those legs and last year he was able to put it together a little bit, get the contract extension, you know? Um, I, the only reason I want to say that Daniel Jones would worry me more is because I think he's a more effective runner 
Um, and I think that's where teams have really been able to succeed against the Jets is with their quarterbacks kind of being able to scramble. But with that said, like Tyrod has that same skill set, you know, like it's kind of it's a similar um, like approach. It's similar game plan that the Giants are going to run similar skill set that they have between the two players. Um, to me, it's kind of just like whichever I don't. I don't decrease how well I think the Giants are going to play because Tyrod's in, I guess. But I'm kind of just like they're on par with each other in my mind. Yeah, I just think that the maturity fact, especially going up against a defense that, I mean, you know, week one when you saw the Dallas Cowboys, what they did to Daniel Jones, I think sacked, what, like 10 times in that game and the turnovers, the fumbles. With Tyrod, I think he's just experienced enough at this point where he understands – you don't need to be Superman on every. We're probably play. not going to get like a four fumble game from Tyrod. Exactly, and we're not going to get. We're probably not going to get sacked ten times game either. Like he's going to be a guy that throws the ball away and understands when a play is dead. Whereas Daniel Jones, so many of the times that he's put his team in a failing position, it has been because of you know just a lack of awareness in the pocket trying to do too much stuff that we've crucified Zach for at times. And Zach has been so much more mature in that aspect. These last few games, Daniel Jones has not been that um, this year specifically. So that's the only reason I just think that the offense is mature enough to not panic. If the jets defense in the first few drives is just down their throat, every play, but still at the same time, I do understand that, Daniel Jones does have a little bit more athleticism to the game, but I, I guess I just, if I'm an offense, I feel safer with yeah. Tyrod Taylor right now than I have Daniel Jones through the first, you know, four or five my, games of the season. Yeah. I, I don't disagree. My only pushback is like, I still do. I could see, you know, Tyrod having a three interception game. Like that doesn't seem out, out of the realm of possibility for me. Um so we'll see. But, uh, you know, like I said, I think we're going to dominate regardless. I'd like to give our predictions. Yeah. Um, I'm going Jets 24, Giants 3. I I, wow. I really don't think this Giants team should be able to score on us. You know, and obviously yeah. every game is different. Sometimes you break like whatever if they do. Um, But our defense has just been so dominant. I mean, even against the Eagles and, and like early, it's like, is the defense – what our defense likes to do is like seemingly not play that well so that it's between the twenties. Right. So that enough fans like start getting mad. And then it's like, well, it is the third quarter and you know, they've only allowed 13 points and we've had two, you know, red zone stops to hold them to field goals. You know, like it seems like we're going to be able to do that. Um, and yeah, I just think we're going to dominate defensively. Um, so I don't see a world where they're scoring a lot of points. Um, and I think we're going to win 24 to three. And I think Brees Hall will have two touchdowns. Dude, you're stealing my thunder. Damn, is that what you were going to I was going to go two touchdown game for Brees too. I was going to go one passing one or one receiving one rushing. I Damn, do think this will like be that. a big, I mean, this, this offense is now being run through by Brees Hall. So I think that yeah. is just like, that's, that's nothing crazy, especially when you consider how bad the giants are um, at defending running backs. I'm going to go same ballpark for the jets. I'm going to go 23 uh bump me down to 20 i'm gonna go 20 for the jets 20 to 9 i think that the giants will be able to move enough in between the 20s settle for a few field goals if the game is still close and maybe a late jets touchdown takes it from 13 to 9 to 20 to 9 and that's yeah 
but I do think that the Jets are I, – I do believe the Jets are significantly worth more than just three points. Um, and what would that do? That would hit the under. The under is yeah, very, incredibly low at 36 Very low over under 36 Holy and a half. Holy shit, dude. That is um, disgusting. I think it's the lowest all – no, it's not the lowest all week. Holy shit. There's – dude, it, it just – we don't need to make a whole conversation out of this. There's some bad NFL – Bad quality NFL this year. Teams, yeah. some teams are just terrible this year. Good defenses, man. I'm no, into no, it. No, not that. Falcons, Titans, I guess they're both better defenses, but that totally is at 35 It's just and been an ugly year. It, ugly it has teams. been. Well, it's just, it's, you know, it was so, and there's still teams that are amazing offensively, but you think back just a but few But even those teams, team. like, struggle way more often, you know? Yeah, like, they put it, up nine against the Browns, you know, San Francisco two weeks ago. Like, there's what, – what's crazy to me is that um, – or not nine, maybe it was 12, whatever it was. But, you know, a few years ago when it was, you know, uh, Sean McVay coming out or the Chiefs and Andy Reid right. and Mahomes coming out, you were like, oh, this is just going to turn into college you football. You got to start scoring here. thirty points a game to win. Like to me, this was like the the era was becoming college, you know, football, where it was just touchdown, 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 touchdown. And we're sitting here with the highest total. There is one game with a total set above forty five this week. Yeah. yeah, one game, and it's crazy enough. The the Patriots and the Dolphins, they have the highest over under of the entire slate, um, but. My point being is it's still just like to think of where I thought the NFL was going offensively and yet we're still kind of right in the same way. It's it, It'll always be that age-old story where the offense figures something out yeah, and then two seasons later the defense has figured out how to adjust to it. And then it just goes through that cycle again and again. You know, it was the Seahawks starting off with that cover three defense and that's what's been so strong now is the two deep safeties. That's how we've gotten rid of this Right, I was just going to say, showing. I mean – the Jets defense is like the perfect um, example of that kind of like what the correction has been to the Mahomes, you yeah. know, because these teams just running two high safeties and, you know, only blitz or not blitzing, you know, only rushing your, your D line. And then just saying, Hey, dink and dunk all you want. You will not get over the top on us and we will stop you when it matters, you know? And, and that has, been effect. I mean, even, you know, the Bills and the Chiefs, like these high-powered offenses who still can certainly be high-powered offenses, you see them go out and score 14 points, see them score 20 points as opposed to the 30, 35 they usually were. Um, so, yeah, it's been fun, and that's another reason, like, you look at what we've been able to do against good offenses, and then you look at this Giants offense that just scored their first home touchdown this past week. I mean, it shouldn't be close. Yeah, and both of us have picked double-digit victories, so hopefully we we come back here next week feeling pretty good about how they handled what could be one of their worst opponents all year. Um, anything else, Theodore, before we wrap this bad boy up? I don't know. I don't think so. I mean, you know, as always, we'll be interested to see – I guess not as always, but, you know, coming off this Cole trade, we'll be interested to see, you know, are we going to see more Gibson offensively or is it going to still be Randall Cobb? Um, I was I was gonna make that joke earlier in the pod talking about snap counts that we saw over the bye week, but you know we we didn't have any to take a look at. Meikle had a pretty good game. No, no, I was just saying like let's because we've oh, we've spent this entire season right. talking snap counts. Like that's been our new that's been our new thing yeah. is just snap counts, and and we didn't have any to talk about this week. So that's probably why you know this pod will be shorter. And Uncle Jay, shout out Uncle Jay, we'll get to the end of it. I, I, yeah, maybe Uncle Jay. Hopefully, still hopefully still listening at this point. We haven't <laughs> hit an hour twenty yet talking snap counts. 
Um, but yeah, it will be interesting to watch how those position groups play out. You know, do we see, you know, you know, is, is, is Gibson out there more than Hardman? Uh, what's the situation with Lawson? We'll have all that stuff to continue to take a look at because we're also approaching the trade deadline. Um, and, and we'll have, yeah, that was the only other thing I wanted to mention. We didn't trade for a wide receiver over the bye week Seemed like it would have been a good time. I think the deadline is this week, right? Week eight, end of week eight. Is it? Or did I make, I'm pretty sure. Um, I thought we had another week left in us. Oh, oh, wow. Yeah. October 31st. Yep. So so, Tuesday, you know, Tuesday Tuesday at 4 p.m., I believe. Yeah, I just and I we said it before, too. I just I didn't understand the need to I just didn't see where another wide receiver was going to shuffle things around drastically for this offense. Yeah, I think the big argument is like you look at what our production has been outside of, you know, um, I'm blanking Garrett Wilson and Al Lazard. And it's like, you know, what is it? But I'll like when, right but to, even to me, like if, say, and I'm I'm gonna say that part of that is Zach Wilson. But even with Aaron Rodgers out there, like, are we expecting our wide receiver three to be going crazy right now? Like to me, if it's if it's the two wide receivers on the outside and Brees Hall, to me that's the focal point. Like I don't remember seasons where no, yeah, you know where Aaron Rodgers, you know, MVP years with the the Packers that, you know, their wide receiver three was going crazy. You know, it was probably Randall Cobb at that time still too. I just. Yeah. I mean, you definitely enough, see production which we're not seeing. I mean, if you look at Randall Cobb, Michael Hardman and Xavier Gibson, they've combined for five receptions this year, you know, so outside yeah, of your running backs and your tight ends, there's nothing the there. Too. So I, I see the argument for it. Um, But kind of like you said, when you look at how our offense has played this year, mixed with kind of the struggles early you know, it's one of those things where maybe that production will come um, just with the improvement of the offense. But also it's like, keep giving the ball to Tyler Conklin, keep giving the ball to Brees Hall. You know, like I'm okay with these other playmakers that we have out there touching it who aren't necessarily wide receivers. Yeah. Um, I'd say if we were a team that was deficient in the run game, we right. need all the receiver help we can get. But when there's a balanced offense and we also are a team that doesn't want to go crazy in the passing game and be all of a sudden where we're too, you know, pass happy with, with a quarterback that we think is playing better, but not the best. Uh, I think the way that this offense is set up, I'm, I'm perfectly content with is it, would there be anything you would do along the offensive line? You feel pretty good where we're at right now. You know, the ABT thing could, you know, make you want to think tackle um, with him being out for the rest of the season. But is there anything else that you would say, like the Jets? I mean, no, I think right, right now, now we just ride out what we have. I mean, we didn't look right. terrible against the Eagles. Um, hope yeah. Pittman comes back. Hope these guys, Schweitzer and Mitchell and, you know, can play and we still well. still got Dwayne Brown Dwayne eventually. Brown probably a, I think the latest report is he's about a week away from practicing, at least a week away. So hopefully he's on his way back and whatever that does to the line, we'll see. But you know, I think we all assume Makai is going to be at left for the rest of the year as long as he's healthy and ready to play. So, yeah, yeah, I wouldn't expect much. I wouldn't expect many other moves. The other, I guess, we could put out there, Teddy, because we didn't discuss this as well, too. Sorry, we we now Jay is going to tune out for this last part here. I'm sorry, <laughs> Uncle Jay. Let's talk to you next week. Um, they are making Dalvin Cook available. Yeah, I was going to say um, names to watch. You know, Bryce Hall, Dalvin Cook. Um, Lawson is also going to be out there. Carl Lawson yeah. and yeah. potentially CJ Zama on this list I'm looking at. Um, but yeah, I think any of those guys could go. I'm fine if we trade Dalvin Cook. It was, I don't fault 
the move to sign him. I don't fault the move to pay him what you did. Obviously, with retrospect, it looks like a move that was not needed. Um, but he was productive last year. We wanted to be a Super Bowl contender. We wanted to share up that room without Brees right. being healthy. Um, I don't hate the process there. It just hasn't really turned into production. Um, right. It's That'll be interesting. I mean, would you put your money that he gets dealt? I I worry about that. I, I kind of think he'll just be around. He very well could just be around. I just uh, who's trading for him? Like he's. Been I mean, you would you would need you would need the Jets to take on the money. So yeah. the Jets are keeping the money at that point. Which Can is you a wash flip us? Do you get? Do you just swap sevens and send him out there as well too? Like what? I to me, I mean, what teams are really in the thick of it and saying we don't have at least a running back or two to three running backs we can rotate in like that. That's just what the position has come at this point. Like I remember yeah. last trade deadline when the, when the Colts season was done, they traded Naeem Hines for Zach Moss, just because it was just like you flipped bad or like rotational running backs. Right. Obviously that's paid off well for the Colts this year in the early parts, but you know, there's just not a situation where I see unless the jets are what bringing in like another end of the bench guy. I just, I, I don't, yeah, no, and to be honest, like per, I, maybe I'm an idiot. Like I, he hasn't shown the production or the explosiveness yet. But like I, I do think there's a world where that does improve slightly, and he just becomes like a fine guy to change the pace and get in there. Well, the problem is, is that the Abaniconda uh, uh, hive is in full yeah. force trying to get him on this active roster. So that's the only thing that the the there's like this little subsection right. that is just holding on to Abaniconda and. Uh, and maybe that's something that adds another layer, but clearly that, you know, it's one of those situations where you've got Delvin cook on the contract, you're keeping him active. You're not bringing up the guy that's been on the practice squad all season that you took with a late round pick, but you would say if Delvin's gone, then you can bring Izzy up. Yeah. And then you can at least try to see if he has any impact on the game, because like you said, to this point, Delvin cook is not, I'm I've been sitting here mumbling, just trying to think of any team that is like, Oh yeah, they could use Dalvin cook. Like, Cleveland? I mean, like the Bears maybe, but like, you know, Deontay Foreman just went off. Well, and also Roshan's back this week. Right. I was going to say if Roshan continues to be hurt, but it's like he's probably going to be fine. Cleveland um, Cleveland would be one just because they don't have Nick Chubb and they still have playoff aspirations, but you would almost think that they would probably try and, and knock Ford on just Derek. went down. Yeah, you would, you would probably try and knock on Derrick Henry's door first. Like there's a few other yeah. doors I'd come knocking on before being like, what's up with Dalvin Cook? You have like, the Rams who guys. have dealt with a ton of injuries, but also just signed like four players off the exactly. street. Exactly. And Daryl okay. Henderson was you just know, fine. Yeah, it's, I, I don't know. I'm fine if they trade and, him. I, I will not be mad, but I just don't really see it. And a team that he was even competing with, you know, the, the Jets were competing with heading into training camp. Like, you're not going to send him to Miami, right? You're not just going to be like, here, also, why take would a they shot want on this guy. Like, I mean, I exactly. guess they could use him, but like Raheem Mostert has looked good. Yeah. Ahmed has looked fine. They just A-Chain got Jeff Wilson back. And will be back. will be back soon. And he's looked awesome. Like, you know, like I said, it, you know, it doesn't, it's not the greatest move in retrospect, but. You just kind of just kind of one of those that you eat. And uh, yeah, I'm really trying to think of any teams. I'm thinking through contenders in the A or like guys that are like fringe contenders in the AFC, like Houston hasn't been getting a good season out of um, Damian Pierce. Uh, yeah, Pierce, but they still got Singletary. So do they really need him? I, I but, think, and, but it's also like what 
teams are going to look at like, oh, how's Dalvin Cook played this year? Oh, and really bad? <laughs> oh, I probably won't add terrible. Him you know yeah, what I mean? Exactly. Like, it, it's just one of those things where I don't think you're going to get any value. And I think he'll pro- provide more value to the Jets just being on the team throughout the year, you know, being able to spell Breeze, maybe giving us some veteran leadership late in the year when it really starts to matter, you know, and hopefully into the playoffs. But I would say that I think he gives more value keeping him than just saying like oh let's move up in the seventh round in two years you know? exactly especially when running back you could be two plays away from being down a couple yeah. of guys and you yeah. just you at least have him in the building right now yeah all right well that's a fun little conversation to end things with no i'm glad we did trade targets <laughs> i forgot man. about that i forgot about that yeah um yeah i don't think any move really gets done i think they're they're all polished up here for the jets um, but we will, uh, we will discuss all that next week. I guess when we record the trade deadline will be passed. So if there are any moves around the rest of the conference, we'll be able to take a look at those. Um, I think it'll be fun at some point. Maybe we do it at the midway point of the season, which is coming up soon to take a look at our jets versus the world series and see if any adjustments we'd make compared to the teams that we thought that we might've been ahead or been competitive with. Like Obviously that. the quarterback is one that I think changes a lot more than anything but um we'll take a look at that maybe at some point obviously we'll recap the giants game as well too hopefully the jets walk away with an easy enough win um but we will get all of that next week again follow us on our socials at nyj underscore chasing 69 teddy at teddy huncho i am at spring blake we appreciate you we love you and we'll talk to you next week peace